0: Have Second Peter up here, which part of, kind of things? But anyway, let's go to Matthew 22. You know this scripture. I'll just want to uh, start off with this verse in this teaching today. Uh, I'm naming this one: Are you taking your supplements? So most of you, if you've noticed that in the, I'm not a herbologist and all of that kind of stuff, but. If you ever notice, and I, and I thought this was interesting as we're going into Second Peter, the thing about supplements. Um, how many people in here take supplements for something? Which is a lot of people in here. And if you didn't raise your hand, you're probably telling that story. <laughs> so, I mean, because when you think about supplements, I was just looking up just a few things. There's cardiovascular, there's immune, there's lymphatic, there's muscular, there's skeletal. There's digestive, and on, and on, and on. So if there's something, skin care, nail growth, hormone, therapy, that's right. That's right. Brain, that's right. Neuro, I mean, so a lot of us do take supplements, and we take supplements for what reason? Because usually we don't get everything that we need out of the food that we have, Okay, so I'm just going to play off of this today on the supplements because most of us in the natural do take supplements for something to help us, to help our body, or maybe to help our mind. You know what I mean? To be able to think as we get older and brain cells die. Like I've told this the other day, I'm going to say it again. I don't want to be, I'm just saying it just because I just know what I believe. You know, from skin cells to brain cells to everything, they die. Fat cells are eternal. I just can say, I can try to lose weight, they ain't dying. I don't know what the deal is with that. So just know that if there's one cell in your body that's eternal, that's right, I supplement with food too much, that's what my wife's saying. Okay, so anyway, but let's get started in twenty. 20- Let's see. Let's look in what what thirty-four, verse thirty-four. I thought this was funny, but when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced, and he is Yeshua, had silenced the sub—I mean the Sadducees—they gathered together. Now I thought I said, "Well, Yeshua silenced the Sadducees, so I guess the Pharisees wanted a shot." Okay, it's like you should have learned what you just heard, but. Sometimes we don't learn. We think that we're better. we got to show ourselves. So it says, so the Pharisees, they wanted to take a shot. So in verse 36, they said this, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the Torah, in the law? And he said to him, you shall love your master, or your Yahweh Elohim, with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. This is the great in the first commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two, and this is the reason why I'm going back over this, I want to I want to bring this, because I'm going to bring out something that Peter has been saying and what he will continue to say and what I will continue to say is reminding us of what we need to be doing and not taking it for granted that we are doing what we're supposed to be doing all the time. And that's, look, my wife is very faithful of taking a supplement very faithful she has a whole big thing she carries around suitcase <laughs> they're not full of supplements but she's very disciplined most of us guys are we disciplined to take what we need to all the time Josh will you know he will but not me Because even when it comes to, and I know this is what doctors get on people about, if I put you on an antibiotic, you take the antibiotic when? Until it's gone. What happens is, yeah, I do, because you remind me to do that. But what I'm saying is, for most of us guys, we will take something until we feel good. And the moment we feel good, we don't take it. And we just sort of fade, and we have these things, and this happens to us, so, all I'm saying is, is when we get to these supplements up here, we need to press through and make sure that we're taking our spiritual supplements every day. That's what's going to help us get through this. But I just wanted to share something with you. The reason of these spiritual supplements is to help us to do one thing. It's to help us to love the Father and love our neighbor as ourselves. Because, see, here's the key. Without the love... Of the Father and the love that we have for each other, verse 40, it says, On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. So you're going to find out when we get to the very end of these uh, supplements, the last one is love and it's unconditional love. But if we don't have the love for the Father and love for our neighbor, there is no way on this earth or in the heavens will you be able to follow and do the Torah. Because without love, because he's saying that all the commandments hinge on this. If the commandments or the Torah becomes a checklist, you will fail in trying to keep a checklist. Just like we try to just take something. just We're we're not going to be, we're to be faithful. But if we're not even faithful in the natural things that we're supposed to be doing, it really reflects how we are in the spiritual. Don't nod your head to me. She's like a bobblehead now. She's getting on me now. Because that is true. I procrastinate. I will put things. I feel good. I just, you know, I'll take it later. And then, you know, I realize that I've still got a bottle full of it. And then I got another bottle that came in the mail. And the next thing you know, I got more bottles of that stuff. And, and, and just you just can't just say, well, I'm going to take a whole bottle in a day. That don't work. So this is what happens is, is I'm just doing is, is we've come out of Sukkot, and as we're heading on this journey, we have, we're going to have some checklists and some guidelines that's going to help us, because I'm just telling you guys, I, I just, you know, we went to see a documentary about the seven congregations, uh, we saw, I think they covered three of the congregations, there was things that I believed, but he proved it, and I am excited Because now I know what's coming down the pike. Now I know what it looks like. And I'm not going to teach that today. Because I'm working on that. Because I'm going to tell you this is what we're going to be facing. And this is how you're going to know. And this is how you're going to be able to tell. And and this is the good thing. It's just awesome how the Father just, you just step off in it. And when you go out by faith, then he reveals it. And this is why I'm really excited. Okay, so it tells us that all the laws and all the commandments depend on that. Okay, so let's go to 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. So we're going to go through this and we'll play with it. We'll have fun with it as we go. Verse 3, it says this His divine power. Now, His is Yeshua. His divine power has granted to us all things. Okay, you're part of the us. He's granted to us all things. But, it says that pertains to life and godliness. This is the power that he has given us is to the things that we can use pertaining to life and godliness. He doesn't give us power to all things to achieve what we want to achieve. He doesn't give us that power to do that. I'm just saying, slowing down. You know me, I'm going to slow down. We're just going to go through this. But He does give us the power. So now we need to have our focus on life and all these things that pertain to godliness. If we have that, then we can operate and He will give us the power through the Holy Spirit to obtain that. But what happens is, is a lot of times our flesh gets in the way and things that we want and outcomes that we want Get in the way, and then all of a sudden, the power's not there. And then what do we try to do is, is because we want it so bad, we start trying to operate in our own power. We start leaning to our own understanding to try to make these things come to pass. And the Father is not going, I'm just letting you know right off the bat, if I'm doing something, or if you're doing something, and there's a lot of failure going on, then we need to check, is it, is it producing life, and is it producing godliness? Okay? When we talk about the tree of knowledge of good and evil, remember everything good is not God. Everything good is not Yahweh. Even though it looks good and it looks like good things are happening, doesn't mean it's Yahweh things happening. Okay? We have to keep that in focus. It says, through the knowledge of Him who has called us to His own glory and excellence. So He has called us. I look at this word. There's there's, You know, making our calling and election sure. I just wrote down some of these little things. Calling. Calling is an inner urge or a strong impulse. This is one thing. Do we still have that strong calling? Do we still have that strong urge and impulse in our life? Or do we just go through life gets in the way? Because I know it does. Life can get into the way. So we come out of Sukkot. We come out of a great spiritual awakening and things happening but then all of a sudden, we're back to our life. We're back to all of the craziness. A lot of us are, are dealing with mandates of vaccinations. Your, your job is hanging in the balance. There's a lot of things happening. And you. I know that it, it's a heavy weight on us. But this is where now, by faith, we have to trust the Father that He is going to either bring us through this fire, protect us in this fire, or whatever has to happen to us as we're going through and, and what the Father is leading us to do through what's happening today in this physical realm that we're living in. I'm just saying that what happens is I know that life is there. And because life is there, there's things, there's family, there's people that weigh on us. Co-workers, things happening that's just, it weighs on us. And it will pull us and distract us. Satan's good about that. And we have to fight a battle not to allow that stuff to happen. I would just say this: devices. We have phones, we have laptops, and we have tabletops, and we have desktops, and we have all the tops, and everything is is vying for your attention. And I, I heard Halisa say that, especially during this time in this season that we're living in. What are we giving our time to? What are we investing? Because really, what you're doing is is you're invet- what are you investing in? Are you investing in prayer? Are you investing in his word? Are you giving all of this what it needs to do? Or are you investing your time in the laptop or the tabletop or the phone, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, tweaking, whatever they am doing, okay? All this stuff. What are you investing your time in? And so that's important because that's what you're going to grow. And that's what you're going to produce. Okay, where I'm at? Okay, verse 4. Okay. Verse 4, by which he has granted to us his precious promises, his, his precious and very great promises. So he has granted to us something and he has given us something that we can hold on to. And guys, we really need to grab this and really understand that these promises are there for us. Even though you don't see them and even though you may not feel like you're experiencing them, They're there for us because they will show up when the time is needed. So that through them, and that's these promises, that you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption of this world by sinful desires. And I wrote this down. He has given us his grace to overcome these sinful desires. Because this is what, because it talked about here, he has granted to us his power Over all things, He's given His promises to help us. The sinful desires are there. That's called the flesh. And in the works of the flesh, like I said before, we didn't go to Sukkot with a theme of fruit of the Spirit. Fruit of the Spirit is a theme that's going to resonate in your life 24-7 all through your life. Because the opposite of the fruit of the Spirit are the works of the flesh. And the works of the flesh are enormous. And they pull on us. And this is why what are we feeding ourselves is what's going to end up being produced. He's telling us, Peter's telling us that he's given us and he's equipped us. Because see, that's what I say. My definition of grace is this. Grace is the power and the desire that he gives us to fulfill his Torah. That's what it is. It's just that plain and simple. It's not mercy. Mercy is we we're escaping something that we deserve, which he took upon the death so that we would not have that eternal death. Amen? That's what he did. That's mercy. But grace, guys, is the power and the desire that he gives us. If we don't have a desire, we need to start praying for that desire. Because when bad things come, and and really I'm talking about heavy bad things and persecution. See, that's one thing that I learned in that documentary too by the lady who was there, and I don't remember her name. Okay, and so here's the thing. Even though you don't feel the persecution and the weight of persecution in the United States, it doesn't mean that believers in Yeshua is not facing heavy persecution around this world. There are people facing this heavy persecution, and what she was saying is is that we need to more than ever, if you're not facing it now, you need to be interceding for those who's facing it. Don't just sit here and say, man, life is easy. It's not touching me. We need to be praying. So I'm bringing this out because I'm telling you, the moment you start feeling heavy persecution, you're going to want somebody praying for you. And so we need to now be praying and lifting up these peoples in these other countries. China. China is one who is persecuting Islam and Christians both. they, They want total control. That's communism. They want total mind control. This is what, all of the communism, socialism, all of these things, that's what they want. They don't want you to be free thinkers. They want you to think the way they want you to think. And so this is happening in North Korea. This is happening in in a lot of places, even in Africa. It's happening in a lot of places. And people are dying for the faith. People are being persecuted. I mean, they're blowing up churches with people in it. So I'm just letting you know that just because we're sitting here in a little place and we have the freedom, I mean, air condition is working really good. It's really good now because it's cooler outside. Things are happening. We're going to get to eat in just a few moments. we got good food. we got good cooks here. See, we get to celebrate, and we have a great time learning the Torah, and we don't have, we're not sitting here. I don't, not for one moment do I have a thought that the authorities are going to come in this door and do something to us. I, at this time, I don't have that. I, I'm not saying in the future it won't be there. Because in the future it will be there. If this thing in, keeps going like it's going. But right now, but but since we're at a place that where we can relax, we, ne- we have brothers and sisters. We need to be mindful of what they're going through at this time. So, persecution is happening all over the world. Even though you're not just physically touched by it. So we need to be mindful of that. So verse 5, it says, For this very reason, and this is why I just wanted to play with this today. This is something that the Father just hit me with. For this very reason, make every effort. Now, I'm in the ESV. Make every effort to supplement your faith. So, do we have faith? Yes. And this is great. We have faith. It's impossible to please Him without faith. But I never really noticed that faith had supplements. And I said, make every effort to supplement your faith. What does that mean? That means that supplements, these areas, these are supplements to our faith to help us not fail in our faith. And I'm looking at it from the standpoint because sometimes our body gets to a certain place. There's, as we get older, like I say, some things die. And that's what makes us get older in the flesh. And sometimes we take... Supplements to help us replenish the things that are dying. You know, and we have hormone therapy because maybe something's not working right. I tell you this, I know from the ladies, um, thyroid is important. Thyroid doesn't work right. Nothing seems to work right. I just, I don't know. I can just say that's the result of something not working right. I don't understand what it is, how it works, what it does to you. But I can tell you when something's not working because I can experience in the household. So these are things that happen sometimes when something's... Now, I'll just tell everybody in the world. I do testosterone. I do testosterone because it's a hormone. And as I've gotten older, it's just not there. And so what happens is, but I can tell you that whenever I hit 50 years old, I was, I was tired. I was working at the school, pastoring, doing both, and I was tired. And I had to come in, I had to take a nap, and then when I got up, I had to take the nap, because another one, because I was tired from the nap I just took. And so it's just, I was just like, what is happening to me? And then I realized, you're getting old. That's right, not enough celery. I definitely didn't have enough celery. And there wasn't enough apple, sugar and apple fritters to keep me going. So what I'm saying is, but then what happened is, is talking to a good friend of mine, Josh. He say when back in the day, he says, you, you know, Mark, you need to try this, you need to do this. This is what happens. And he's up on top of that stuff. And he was telling me and all that. And I was just telling you that once I revitalized the testosterone levels in the body, the hormone, because men got hormones too, now, Tammy will tell me if you get too many hearts. She'll say, if you got your shot today, you testy. I said, uh, okay. I didn't know I was being testy. <laughs> but anyway, That's right. Through a doctor. That's right. That's right. Through a doctor's care. I'm in doctor's care. That's right. I'm not doing this on my own. I'm not, I'm not going to Google, and I'm not going to Walmart, and I'm not buying that stuff off the shelf. I'm not doing that. I'm under doctor's care. They take blood tests. Look, this is no joke, guys. Hormones is no joke. The lack of hormones is no joke, okay? This is serious business. So, yeah, you're right. I'm glad you brought that in because that's important. So all I'm just using myself as an example, but now I feel a whole lot better. I'm able to do what I need to do physically to be able to serve you guys as well as serve in the community and help people, physically help people, without, you know, walking around with an IV bottle stuck in me for something. You know, it was just, I mean, it just affected me like that. So all I'm saying is, is physically we do have supplements. And guess what? Spiritually is no different. And this is why this is important. Without these areas, and we're fixing the reed. This is these are the supplements. And I put down virtue, moral excellence, moral excellence. You're going to see that a lot of these supplements, knowledge, self control, steadfastness, which is patience. We'll get to those. These are a lot of the fruits of the spirit. The fruits of the spirit are are labeled. They they cross each other. So it's important. You know, I was saying this earlier, too, uh, a couple of weeks ago. These are some of the things that you need to do. Is television, computer, it doesn't matter, any device that your eyes can see. You need to have a list of the fruits of the Spirit and the works of the flesh up there. That way, before you ever turn that button or you push the power button, you know, because there's a motive for the reason why you're going where you're going. And the motive definitely could be very, very innocent. But when it comes to ads and pop-ups and all of this stuff, you know, um, they know what they're doing to try to get you to have your, your mind trained on a certain way. So all I'm saying is, is also we may add this little list up here. Moral excellence is virtue. So let's go through some of these supplements. So this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue. That's the first one. Moral excellence. We need to supplement. Is, do I have this operating in my life? This is something, if things that I'm doing, are they moral? If they're not, then that's not virtuous. Okay? That's number one. What's going on in these gates, ear gates, eye gates? What are we touching? What's going on in our life? We're supplementing our faith. We're building our faith is what we're doing. Because if you, I'm telling you, if you got all of this checklist, if you got them, you can take a rock and and, and knock Goliath out. This is what's happening. When David was able to do what he was able to do, he had the courage, he had the faith and the courage to know that he's not coming against people. Goliath is coming against Yahweh Elohim. And this young boy had a paradigm shift, and he knew because he was good in this area here. And by this right here, it gave him the supernatural faith that he needed. You know what? I'm going to him in the name of Yahweh. I'm not going to him in David's name. And this is the faith that we've got to have in these days coming, that we know that we're going to them in the name of Yahweh. And by doing that, then you can slay the giants in the land. But if this is not operating, and if your faith is not where it needs to be, and you don't have it supplemented, then guess what? You're not going to have the power, because number one, you're going to cow down to the system. You're not going to be able to do what you need to do. So the first thing was virtue, moral excellence. It says with that knowledge, and I wrote down here with knowledge, I said this is an intelligence with understanding. Because if you don't have understanding of the knowledge, if you don't have the understanding of the Torah and what it's meaning, if you're going to take the Torah and whip somebody with it, or if you're going to misuse the Torah, or matter of fact, if you just grab the knowledge, if you're going to fight about stuff that don't mean a hill of beans, and and where we're headed and what's coming down the pike, and you want to die on Jupiter or Mars, go ahead. But that's not going to help you in the days coming. We better know that, that the Torah that's telling us about loving Him and loving our neighbor and how we're to be able to function in this earth, you know, to be so heavenly minded not to be any earthly good is no good. Because this is, and so all I'm saying is, is look, we can have fun and we can study and there's things out there that you can wrestle with. But you better know that when the time comes to, to where we have to fight as a community, you need to let your little pet projects go. Because it's just, it's not going to be edifying and it's just, I mean, it's not going to. Paul said this, wrestling after endless genealogies. Well, you know what? So I may be a Levite or so I may be from the tribe of Gad or so I may be from whatever. What is that going to do you? when when you're opposing Caesar, who thinks he's a god. And he's coming against you, and he's coming against this community, and you're going to say, well, don't you know I'm from the tribe of Gad? He said, well, you know what? You might go good to light up this street right here. Put him on this post, put kerosene on him, and light him on fire to, to light my street. That's right. You better be walking in the supernatural. You better have discernment that's happening and this is why I'm saying, people arguing and wrestling over endless genealogies. I'm a this, I'm a that, I'm a this, I'm a that. That didn't really make a, Paul said, y'all need to get out of that. Yeshua talked about, you need to get out of that. Because he told him. he said, don't come to me saying that you're Abraham's seed. And you're Abraham's children. Because he says, before Abraham was, I am. And boy, that really set him off. When they should have realized at that moment, here's, here is our deliverance. Here, we've been, we've been studying Torah. We've come through the Maccabean Revolt. We're still standing. Rome's still there. But we still have our temple. All of these things happening. And the very Messiah that we've been praying for all of these years. When Moses says, I will send you a deliverer like me. Hear him. And Yahweh does... And they don't hear him. They had a choice. Just like we have a choice. He is sending his word. He's doing something in this day and hour. This really spectacular for us in this day and hour. And here's the thing. If we don't recognize it. Then this generation will pass away. And he will raise up another generation that's going to do it. Somebody's going to walk in this. And somebody's going to do it. And whoever does it is going to usher in the king. Amen. Amen. But we have to have these qualities. Okay, so knowledge is an intelligence with understanding because with understanding it produces wisdom. This is not just knowledge of knowing something. Of just, like I said, I don't want to get into, I don't want to make anybody mad. I don't want you to lose focus and I don't want to shut somebody down because I've hit a pet peeve. But all I'm saying is, is this knowledge is with understanding because that produces wisdom. We have to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. The next one is, and with knowledge, is self-control. And I put down here the definition here. Self-control is one who masters his desires and passions. Are we mastering our desires and passions? Because we have a desire and we have passion for things. This is self-control. This is part of the fruits of the Spirit. Guys, this is a biggie for everybody. I mean, because it doesn't matter what it may be. Are we able to master our desires and passions? It could be shopping. It could be Internet things. It could be anything from A to Z. I'm not just, I mean, everybody in here, we know. QVC, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Just, I got to have that. Like I say, you know, sometimes we emotionally, Emotionally, we get in a place, and what do we do? we got to go buy something. Buy something makes make us happy. Amen, Tammy? Okay. No, she doesn't do that. She gets on me for that. Okay. Self-control <laughs> with steadfastness. And steadfastness here is patience and endurance. So I put this down here. A lot of times, endurance is, is the key here. Because, see, a lot of us, we think about patience, yeah, patience, and we think about steadfastness. I don't really know what that means. But endurance, we know what that means. That means wrestling with the angel. That means wrestling until you get victorious. That means that we have to train because we're in this for the long haul. Because, you know, I've talked to Mark and some of these other guys. uh, You know, wrestling. Wrestling or wrestling? Which way is it? wrestling, wrestling down here, but it's wrestling, okay, I'll just, I'm probably good for 20 minutes, I mean, I'm sorry, 20 seconds, now I know 20 minutes, I'd be, I'd have my own cage, but 20 seconds, I'm good, so if anybody gets a hold of me, all you got to do is be there 21 seconds, and then I'm about tapping, I'm just saying, because this is what happens is, but endurance, you have to train. we got to train. This is, you, if you think your spirit mind and your spirit is so great, all I'd just like for some of you, don't hurt yourself, okay? I don't want it, somebody in the hospital, but I'm just telling you, if you could physically go out there and maybe wrestle, just, I could almost tell you how long you could last wrestling is about how long you could last in the spirit. When you're having to deal with heavy persecution, because heavy persecution is heavy. I'm talking heavy. I ain't talking about no light stuff. I'm not talking about a, some of the little things that we're. I'm talking heavy persecution. I'm talking about when somebody, when a mom and dad is is sitting there with their children right here, and these people have guns to their children's head and say, "Denounce Yeshua, or I'm going to kill them." You see what I'm saying? Yeah, grab a mic so that they can get it on. That's what we're talking. And this, hap- this happening today, this is not something that just happened back in the 2,000 years ago. This stuff happens today. Go ahead. That, that steadfastness, I tell the guys all the time, when you're, when you're grappling, you have to have stick-to-itiveness. You've got to be able to stick to, to your, your goal. But with endurance comes long-suffering. Correct. And that's what you're talking about. Are we willing to, to have long-suffering and endure, Correct. endure to the end? Correct. Amen. Where's Jack at? Jack, you here? Raise your hand. Everybody see Jack. You ought to go ask him about his little grappling story that happened at Sukkot. Here's another thing. When you wrestle, there's technique. And when you're wrestling somebody and you're just wrestling somebody and the other person doesn't have technique, the next thing you know, you have pulled ligaments in your neck. And you have all of this stuff tore up in your neck that's going on like he does right now. And so I'm just saying you can ask him the story. But I'm just taking things of the natural. See, proper technique with people that know what they're doing, you're not going to get hurt. But then you take somebody in there that don't know proper technique, and the next thing you know is fight or flight, they'll be pulled something and they'll be pulled an axe handle out and be whopped you over the head with it. But what happened, there was a move that happened, and and then it ended up pulling ligaments in his neck. So these things can, if it happens in the physical. Guys, I'm just telling you it can happen in the spiritual too. So there's proper training and this is what the Torah is. The Torah and His Holy Spirit. That's why we've been talking about what's happening because all of this proper training is going to help us be able to minister not only to us but to those when they get in panic mode. When people get in panic mode and it's fight or flight, I'm telling you they they, you got to be able to be calm You got to be able to have confidence. You, if you're not operating in this right here, you can forget helping somebody else. That's out. You're going to make the wrong decision. You're going to make a wrong move, and all you're going to do is hurt them and get yourself hurt spiritually. This, the Father. This is why Peter first came out and said this. The Father's given us power. He's given us power concerning life, guys. We're fooling with people's lives. You're not just fooling. Casey's a doctor. I'm not a doctor. You want me to write you a prescription? <laughs> Absolutely not. I don't even know how to pronounce them long words. I can write you one, but I wouldn't take it. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference of training in somebody who can go on Google and, and just read about a subject matter and say, Well, I think this is good. I can't pronounce this, but just take two or three, and if it don't work, it's got side effects, so just let me know later. No, that's not a good way to do this. We, we are physicians of the Spirit to be able to help a sick and lost and dying world. We've got to be able to give them this, not what we think this says. But all I'm saying is, if we're not taking our supplements, you're not going to have the faith that you need in a time when you're under pressure. Because when you're under pressure, all of this, you may need patience. Because patience, you know, uh, self-control, what's happening in our life here? All right, where am I at? Which verse? Verse 6, man, i got a long way to go, but I ain't going to get there. But that's fine. Okay, so then we talked about patience, endurance, and then godliness. You know what godliness is? That's respect towards Yahweh. That's really what godliness is, respect. Do we respect Yahweh in His Word? If we're not doing his word and we say that we're believers in Yeshua, guess what? We don't respect him. We're lying. We're liars. John tells us about that. So godliness is respect towards Yahweh. And then it says, in godliness, brotherly affection, which is kindness. There's another fruit of the spirit. This is why I wrote, I went back to the scripture. Love Yahweh and love your neighbor because kindness is how we affect our neighbor. And it says, in brotherly affection or kindness is with love, which is unconditional love. Now, look what it says. Verse 8. If these qualities are yours and are increasing. They're not just yours. If they're increasing, it means you're operating in them. That's what makes the word increasing. If you say you have these and there's not any increasing, I can tell you're lying. You can tell that... See, we need to be increasing in these areas here. So he's telling us, if these qualities are yours and are increasing, it says, they keep you from being ineffective and unfruitful. Where we heard about being fruitful in all of that these last few weeks, in this last year. So what he's saying is, is if these qualities are in you and active, and if you're walking in them, then you're going to be effective, and you're going to be fruitful believers. And you're going to, in the very power of the Holy Spirit, going to move through you. And the things that you're going to be able to do, the situations that come your way, you're going to be able to conquer those. Because you're going to have a clear mind to know what to do. Because He's going to give you the wisdom to know and be able to discern what is right and what is wrong. And do we ever need that today? But then He says in verse 9, He says, But whoever lacks these qualities is nearsighted that he is blind, And having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. In other words, if we're not taking these supplements, you're going to have eye problems and mind problems. Is that what it says? You're blind and you're going to forget. You're going to have some timers. (laughs) That's right. I'll not say that. I got some timers now. But the thing is, but if you don't have this, you're going to have eye problems and you're going to have mind problems. And what are the very things that we need to do for discernment? Our eyes and our minds need to be sharp. Our heart's going to be an issue, but if our minds are dull and our eyes are dull, how are we going to be able to discern what's going on in the day and the hour? And this is what happened to the seven congregations. And this is why I'm bringing this out. Because if you don't have this, you're going to see right here is what the seven congregations, their failures is because this wasn't operating in their life. Yes. It is a menorah. I didn't think about that. That's right. What he was saying is is the fourth one, patience and endurance, ends up being the middle shaft of the... uh, of the candlestick or the lampstand,
1: yeah. My scripture actually calls it perseverance, and my mind immediately went to Revelation, the perseverance of the saints. There you right, go. they're Amen. the one. They have the testimony of issue and keep the commandments of Elohim. So that's Very that good. center shaft fueling the rest of. That's right. Those Amen. Those character qualities.
0: Very good. Yeah. You know, one scripture that bothered me for years was the one where it says Yahweh himself gives power to the anti-Messiah over the saints. We we hate that scripture. I know. Which calls for the patience and endurance of the saints. And as you were talking, uh, for whatever reason, that particular scripture keeps resonating through my mind in the days that we're living in now. Well, and here's the thing, though. See, yeah. Yahweh will give Hasatan power to do what he needs to do. And if, but if we're not operating in this, then that power that he gives him will overtake us. But if we're operating this, then it would be no different than Michael in the heavens right now fighting Slew Foot now. The thing about it is, is Satan is not going to overcome. He doesn't overcome Michael in the heavens, and he's not going to overcome the saints on the earth. Now, I'm not saying that saints won't be martyred. All I'm telling you is today saints are being martyred. They, there's things because the body of Messiah is not one in a cod yet. If we could get more in a cod, but that's going to end up happening whenever Yeshua returns because we really need him. But we can hold our own while we're here on this earth. Huh? Well, with the power of the Holy Spirit, we can hold our own with the Torah and having this operational in our life. And that, that's very, very powerful what you said because that is a key thing. Is a lot of times, you know, let me just say this like this, since we're going down this path. See, it's like Judas. Why did Judas do what he did? Well, because he didn't want Yeshua to die and he didn't want it to go that way. He wanted to try to force him to rise up and be David and, and get rid of the Romans. It was the wrong concept. Yeshua come first to deal with our sin problem. Not our living problem and our land problem. That's not what it was. It was our sin problem to reconnect. Now when he comes back, it's going to be a land situation. Because he's already took care of our sin problem. So now he's going to come back and reestablish heaven on earth. He's going to have the new heavens and new earth and new city Jerusalem. And we're going to rule and reign. But at the same time, we still know that we're still going to have to go through... The, the tribulations, and, and it talks about how that in, in Revelation 12. And here's the deal. The people that are operating in this, he's going to take them and set them aside for a season in the wilderness while Hasatan does what he needs to do on this earth. And while he's cleaning up and mopping up and people being deceived and all of this craziness going on, he's going to do What have we seen this before. Our clothes is not going to wear out. He's going to feed us with manna. He's going to feed us. He's going to take care of us until that time, that the, until that time for that twelve hundred and sixty days, that three and a half years, until the Father says this is what's going to have to happen to clean up some of this mess. And there's persecution that's going to happen. But all I'm saying is, is this: see, when it says add to your faith you know, supplements that adds to our faith, that tells me that my faith by itself is lacking something. I'm just putting it as about as natural as I can. Because this has to go along with it to build my faith where I can be able to stand and say, you know what, what if I'm supposed to be a martyr? If I'm supposed to be a martyr, then I'm supposed to know that that's what's going to happen. If I'm going to be a Stephen, then I'm going to be a Stephen. And and these are the things that has to happen in our life. The Father will reveal that at that moment. What we're going to be, who's going to be, what. This is just this is a process. But all I'm telling you is this: if we're going to just sit back and wait for everything just to unfold, it's too late. If you're not prepared, if you're not prepared to fight this battle now. And you, you can't get ready, you know this, training, just regular natural training. You can't get ready for a fight. You can't get ready for a game in a day. It just ain't going to work. You just You can't rely on yesterday's strengths. It just doesn't work that way. And it's not going to work. You can't rely on yesterday's battles of the Spirit. It ain't going to work that way. Because he's setting us up. All of these battles and these victories that we won back then was to strengthen us for the big ones. But if we stop and and rely on these yesterday battles and we don't keep having victories in our life a little bit alone, then guess what? When the big one comes, you're going to be out of shape. You're not going to be able to last four quarters. You're not going to be able to last nine innings. You're not going to be able to last because Hasatan is a spirit. And it says we wrestle not against. Guys, can I say this? one? Can, Can we grasp this? We. Who is we? We, we, we. That's right. That's not French. We. Okay, it's talking about us. Okay, we, we. That's French. But we is just us, okay? But it says, don't wrestle against flesh and blood. But 90% of the time I'm wrestling, I'm wrestling what? Flesh and blood. But we're wrestling against principalities and powers, and all I'm saying is, is I had to do this, that was sore. When, when, this ain't going to beat principalities and powers. Ain't going to work. Ain't going to do it. This is what's going to beat it. It's going to be what's inside here and what's inside here. That's what's going to beat us and help us fight these battles to know when do we stand and fight the battles? Or when is it time to go to the wilderness and let him do what he needs to do? This is where discernment. And without this right here, you're not going to know when to do what. It's preparation. This is what we're doing. here. We're training for raining. This is what we're doing. We're training for raining. But we're training to know when to do what we need to do when. That's what this is all about. And this is why this teaching is the way it is. Because without this, this is what he tells us. Because without this, he says, "What, you're blind, and your mind's unfruitful." That's right, Tammy. You had something. I know you was itching over there. I just, I was in a was just in room.
1: context with what um, Keith shared on that verse about strengthening the anti-messiah and his people overpowering his people. Where have we seen that before? Pharaoh, when it said he hardened his heart, that word there is actually chazaket. It means he strengthened him to stay in the battle. That's right. Because when it's all said and done, Yahweh Elohim is making his name great. Amen. And he will rescue his people. So it's never going to be about us. It's always about him. So to strengthen him is actually to show that he's far more powerful than the strongest anti-Messiah there could possibly Amen. be. We've seen it with Pharaoh. We know he was cast into he died Amen. in the sea with all of his army. Amen. And that will happen again. It so we can have again. the faith and the confidence to be in the remnant.
0: Amen. So, like she said, just real quick, there was ten plagues, and you saw all of these plagues, all of these plagues was strengthening Israel's resolve to be able to know that my Elohim can conquer. Now was there still fear? Yes, there's still fear, because we saw it whenever they were at the Red Sea. You're going to see that these things happen in our lives, but at the same time, now Yahweh was smart, okay, because he knows that they wasn't ready yet, okay? He knew that they wasn't ready yet. That's why he hemmed them up between two mountains in the water, and Pharaoh behind them, because I promise you, if they would have been in an open field and Pharaoh would have been coming, what would have happened? They would have scattered like you turn the lights on roaches. They would have scattered. Because, but he knew that. But his love is, is he helps us when he's still our weakness in knowing where we're at. Their heart was good about doing what they needed to do. But yet he knew it was fight or flight. He knew that if they came and saw this too soon, they would flight. They wouldn't turn around and let him fight for them. So he had to hem them. So guess what, guys? We're going to be in the same situation. When it's time to go to the wilderness, he's going to to hem us. He's going to to put whatever needs to happen for us to be able to go the right direction. You know, and, and I don't, just because of what happens. Because I just know us. He knows us better than I know us. But this is the thing with us heavy persecution causes people to do things that they would't normally do and I'm talking to a people that's not heavily persecuted and this is what makes this hard to try to convey what I, I can't convey it because there's certain things I don't know how you feel because I haven't experienced certain things certain things I have I understand how you feel there's things that's happened in people's lives I can't say I know how you feel you know Tyler and Lisa you know, with Hava Jean. I can't tell you I know how you feel. I don't know how they feel, but I love them, and I can, I can uh, identify with them. But what they need to know is it's not so much that I know how they feel, but they need to know, are you there for me? And I'm there for them, and that's what this is about. I'm there for them. How does it, how does it help me to be there for them if my life has got this in order? then I can be a strength to them, even though I can't identify, but I can be a comfort and a strength to help them through battles. I hope and pray that you don't mind using the example. I love them dearly. I love the little girl dearly. But I'm just saying, I'm just trying to bring something to us that when it comes to heavy persecution that, that, that we're talking about that happened to the seven congregations and what's happening to people today, unless there's somebody in here that's been there and and experience that, I haven't experienced that. I can't tell you what that feels like. But I can just imagine that it ain't good. Not knowing if you're going to live or you're going to die for your faith. But I'm just saying, if you don't have this going on in your life, you're just going to roll over. That's just the way it'll be. Okay, then let's finish up. Then he says, verse 10, therefore, brothers... Be all the more diligent, especially now. This is where I'm telling all of us. Diligent is something that we have to put effort into. Be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election. And he says this, for if you practice these qualities, you will never fail. Amen. I'm going to just stop right there. Because this is the great place to land. If you practice these qualities... Right at the very beginning, he says that he has divine power that he's granted to us. All things pertaining to life, to life and godliness. Do eleven? Okay, all right. Did I do eleven? Okay. Verse eleven: For in this way there will be richly provided for you the entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Master and Savior Yeshua Messiah. So here's the thing. The thing is is you have these qualities. These qualities this ain't me telling you this. I'm reading you the word. So you can forget me being up here. You can forget me reading this. You read it yourself. These are promises from Yahweh himself. These are promises from Yeshua himself. If this is operating in your life he promises you. He promises you. That you'll be fruitful. And that you'll be able to handle whatever comes your way. They, that's right. These are the weapons that are against the enemy. These is what's going... These are We have faith, but are we taking supplements? These are the supplements. Amen? All right, let's
1: pray.